2: power, and energy to solutions, Tony Robbins. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are programmed by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Siri
3: Panindra. And I'm Andrea Smith, and today's show is about well being. First off, this week, we at Be the Star You Are are celebrating our 21st. Anniversary. We want to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are so thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Speaking of outreach programs, During the pandemic, as
2: part of our disaster relief outreach program, Be The Star You Are showcases authors, artists, actors, musicians, and many other creatives who have had their performances canceled due to COVID-19. Make sure you're tuned in to Wednesdays with Writers and Performers and Super Smart Sundays, both broadcasting right here on Voice America Network's Empowerment Channel.
3: We have a full hour of power for you today. In segment two, you'll meet Dr. Greg Hammer, who has written the book, Gain Without Pain. In segment three, our newest reporter, Jonathan Jackson, joins us with Jays Sports World. And right now, we are so pleased to have back on air reporting with us, Jack Palikos with his segment, Trends Without Ends. Yeah,
2: Jack, before we begin, how have you been since the last time you reported or hosted Express Yourself?
4: Uh, thanks for asking, Siri. I've been doing uh, pretty good. Um, I've mostly just been getting used to uh, like the new reality and like online school and stuff like that. That's all new. Um, one kind of interesting thing that I did recently was over the summer, uh, I'd gotten uh, the opportunity to go to Yosemite with my brother, which was really cool because we had made reservations all the way back uh, last December. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it, it was cool because there was basically nobody at the park because it was closed unless you had reservations. So it was it was like really, really empty, which is a super like unique experience because usually it's super packed in the summer.
2: Yeah, definitely. When I went um, back last year, it was pretty crowded. So that's amazing. You had like the whole park to yourself. Well, let's get started with your segment, Jack.
4: All right. Uh, Today, I'm gonna be talking about new trends affecting well-being. Uh, So as you all know, during the uh, current situation with COVID-19, it's pretty important to focus on well-being. So I'm gonna share two aspects about technology and its ability to affect us and our well-being as a whole. More of our time is now being spent online than ever before. Some of the positive outcomes for this are definitely that people don't have to commute so they ha- they end up with a lot more free time but increasing our online presence has effects on our well-being For one it actually has a negative effect on sleep and one of the latest trends shows that people are looking for sleeping solutions The basis of our sleep cycle is set by the circadian rhythm which is based upon uh, like the human relationship with the ultrasensitive, Um, like 24-hour cycle of the sun, and this cycle is now being majorly disrupted by the constant exposure to blue light, which is basically what regulates your sleep cycle. This abnormal exposure is resetting human circadian rhythms, and the outcome is pretty much as poor and interrupted sleep. And while most people understand that getting proper sleep is important, uh, and there have been all types of products available from special pillows to lowering the air temperature, and stuff like that. The new trend is now focusing on circadian health optimization. People are currently spending money on lighting that is biodynamic circadian-based lighting. And this basically means that the lighting changes from blue light during the day to warm light starting at dusk. And circadian rhythm is trending for both sleep cycles, and people are also trying to base their eating schedules around their circadian rhythm So this means that they're consuming food when it's light out and pretty much not eating when it's dark out. The timing of light and biology of the human body is definitely one of the newer trends and focuses for 2020. A second area generating a lot of interest in 2020 wellness trends is music for wellness. And I think this topic is actually really interesting and exciting because it's not new in the sense that everybody... Uh, I'm sure can relate to using music to either enhance your mood if you're going to exercise, or maybe to get over a hardship. Everyone is definitely is aware that music has an influence on your mood, but the new trend is more of an actual um, focus on the medical evidence showing that humans are wired for music. There's no other type of stimulus that can positively affect the brain's regions to the extent that music does. A a fun little fact is that the brain itself has more connections in it than there are stars in the entire Milky Way galaxy. So music now is being studied as a form of medicine. Scientific research is pinpointing the ways music and applied music theory like the beats and keys and chord progressions impacts the brain and the biometrics of the body, such as heart rate and sleep patterns. The potential of music theory is so massive in scale that even the National Institute of Health has already awarded $20 million to fund a sound health initiative. This research research is focused more on understanding the brain's mechanism to be able to create musical applications that will treat things like autism, PTSD, and more. There are also new developments on apps that will use your biological and psychological and even your personal data to formulate a soundscape. That can improve your mental health as a whole. In 2020, popular artists are being approached to record under what's known as wellness record labels. This trend is one of the most provocative, innovative, and has a lot of promise for well-being just as a whole in general for everyone.
2: Yeah, such an insightful segment, Jack. Um, Especially since we all are relying on technology to connect with others during this pandemic, It's really helpful and good to know that it has an effect on our health so that um, we can change our habits. So that brings me to my first question. Why do you think the application of music as wellness is such a big deal?
4: Um, Well, for starters, I think using music as an alternative to medication is pretty exciting and unique. And using music as a type of medicine hasn't really been considered before because Uh, like the methods for scientifically actually like researching it weren't really available until recently, like being able to actually see how it's affecting the connections between the synapses in your brains and and, uh, stuff like that. Um, And yeah, it's it's a pretty big deal because, you know, as people now are looking for alternatives to uh, medicine and like chemicals and stuff like that, And what's interesting about music is that it doesn't have, there's not really a negative side effect of music. A a lot of problems with medication is it'll, you know, treat a certain uh, issue that needs to be treated. But if you were to look up side effects, there's like a whole host of just tons of things that can happen. And doctors don't even really know why they happen for the most part. They just know that they can happen and there's not even a guarantee So at least with music, if there are guarantees that it can do positive things, then, you know, there's the benefit that it's not going to do anything negative because it's just music.
3: Yeah. And you were talking a lot about technology and about blue light. And I actually use blue light glasses to protect my eyes from the screens, but I've noticed that a lot of people really aren't familiar with the harm of blue light. And you were talking about circadian rhythms and how technology and excess hours of spending like in front of a screen it can really affect your circadian rhythm so um for the common person that doesn't really know much about blue light and the effects they may think that you know technology it doesn't seem like we have much control over the blue light that we are exposed to and that it's not affecting them at the current moment so would you agree with that, or what what would you how would you respond to that if somebody were to say that?
4: Um, well, I would definitely say that for the you know just a common person using a computer or a phone, there's definitely a lot of ways to protect yourself from blue light, and it doesn't have to be complicated or expensive or even really re- require any thought. Like you were talking about, uh, you can definitely invest in a pair of blue light glasses that have like a blue light reflective coating. On them, uh, I don't think uh, they're not really expensive. And if you really want, you can get like a more stylish pair or stylish frame. There's tons of companies that sell them, even just on Amazon. Uh, and for for people who don't need glasses, by by glasses uh, we mean it's just more like a protective like glass coating that reflects the blue light. It doesn't actually enhance your vision. But if you really wanted to, and you do have glasses, you could get prescription blue light glasses. So they'll still function as your normal glasses, but they'll also reflect blue light, which is pretty uh, pretty interesting. And uh, another like simple thing that anyone can do is a lot of computers and phones have settings where at a given time, you can turn them to more warm colors. So there'll be a lot less blue light coming out of your phone. Uh, and that's just like found in like the settings of phones and computers. So you can, if you know you want to start getting ready for bed around eight or nine, you can set your phone to automatically turn its colors a lot warmer around eight or nine. So I definitely would say that the average person can easily uh, reduce the amount of blue light that they're being affected by, as long as they're aware of blue light in the first place.
3: Yeah, I can attest to using blue light glasses. I they're not prescription, but I just I've used it sit for 2 years now and I can really tell the difference when I don't use the glasses and when I do. It like really hurts my eyes to look at the screen without them and with them it just it's so much more comfortable and um it just it doesn't strain your eyes. Oh,
2: yeah. I I actually wasn't aware that we had such a product, um, glasses with blue light reflective coating to protect your eyes. But honestly, it sounds like a good investment. So I'll look into that. Um, So, Jack, what are some other trends you have noticed?
4: Uh, Well, one main thing I've noticed is that now that a lot of people are stuck inside um, and gyms are closed in a lot of areas. People are still—they still want to remain healthy and exercise, but they don't have the equipment. So, a really, really popular form of exercise currently is high-intensity interval training. And this isn't—this isn't really a new idea. It's been around for a really long time, but it's been growing in popularity because it doesn't—it doesn't take a significant amount of time to complete. Uh, a high-intensity interval workout, um, and it burns calories pretty quickly, and you don't really need special equipment or even really that much space for the most part.
3: It's interesting that you brought that up. I, especially during quarantine, I know that I've been looking at online YouTube videos to try to stay in shape, and i would come across a lot of hit videos, and i Never really knew what that was. And so, what are examples of HIT? Uh,
4: well, HIT is just basically anything, um, it's high intensity intervals. So, it's basically anything that has high intensity and then an interval of rest. So, some examples of this would be like jump roping, for example, which is um, that's gaining in popularity because jump ropes are, you know, they're accessible on Amazon, they're pretty affordable for everyone. And an example of like a jump jump rope workout would be you might want to do like 30 seconds on of jump roping as hard as you can. And then you rest for 30 seconds and then you repeat that eight times in total. So in total, it's like an eight minute workout, but it doesn't require very much equipment or space. Just You just need a jump rope and a place to jump rope.
2: Wow, that's so great how um, we have adapted To the pandemic, and we started creating things like that. Um, So, Jack, what are some other activities you participate in instead of using technology?
4: Um, Well, currently, I like to exercise a lot uh, because, like I was saying, um, it's it's good to stay healthy and fit um, during this time because I, I know for like a lot of students, especially where sitting down for a lot more than we used to because we just have to do online school now. So, uh, yeah, life is definitely a little bit less active. So I have been exercising a lot. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have like a pretty decent home gym. So I, I, um, use that a lot. Uh, I, I I like working out just because it feels, um, it feels really good mentally. Um, and it makes you, it's just good to stay physically healthy as a whole, so I definitely recommend for any listeners. If you don't have equipment, you should definitely get like a jump rope or just go on runs if you can. Or even if if you can afford it, uh, you can get like battle ropes on Amazon, which are maybe around thirty or forty dollars, and those are great for like a full body high intensity interval workout.
3: Wow, that's really cool. I. For me, I can definitely relate to you on how you were saying that um, exercising just makes you feel so much better. I'm a swimmer, and I know that when quarantine first happened, we couldn't swim, and because the pools were shut down, and I just felt so anxious, and I just didn't feel like in the right mind space because swimming just does so much to my mental state it really helps me clear my mind and it just really helps me stay calm and relaxed and now that swimming's up again like definitely exercise exercising really just helps you put you in a better mood and think through things better so thank you so much jack for coming on the show today i really enjoyed our conversation i'm andrea smith and I'm Siri Panindra. Show
2: your love for more segments by donating to the BTS YA 501C3
3: Literacy Charity that brings you this program at be BeTheStarYouAre.org. Keep listening for more as we interview our guest in the next segment.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a
5: teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America
1: Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: listening To express yourself on the Voice America Kids channel where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions LLC as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit Express Yourself Teen Now, back to our star teens.
2: Thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Siri Panidra, and we are here today with Dr. Greg Hammer, a pediatric intensive care physician, pediatric anesthesiologist, and professor at Stanford University Medical Center. A member of the Stanford well MD Initiative and the Wellness Committee for the American Society of Anesthesiologists, Dr. Hammer is currently the chair of the Physician Wellness Task Force for the California Society of Anesthesiologists. He has been a visiting professor and lecturer on wellness at institutions worldwide and teaches GAIN to medical students, residents, and fellows at Stanford.
3: Dr. Hammer's clinical focus is in pediatric cardiac anesthesia, and pediatric critical care medicine. His research is in developmental pharmacology and immunology, and he has an active laboratory with multiple ongoing studies in these areas. He has published widely on topics related to pharmacology and perioperative care of children undergoing cardiac and thoracic procedures, as well as organ transplantation. Dr. Hammer is a health enthusiast and a a mediator utilizing a non-duality and mindfulness-based approach, including the GAIN method. He's the author of Gain Without Pain, The Happiness Handbook for Healthcare Professionals, which was released May 15th, 2020. Welcome to Express Yourself, Dr. Hammer. How are you doing today?
6: I'm doing very well. It's great to be with you. I live on uh, the campus at Stanford, and uh, I'm not sure where you all are located, but it's very strange here because the sky is... Yellow orange from all the smoke from the various fires in the area. And it's, oh, it's yeah. been very dark today. So it's it it feels a little bit like Armageddon.
3: Yeah, it definitely feels very apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm actually from Dublin, California, and it's not as red, um, but but still it's like a different environment, so it's something new. So let's just jump right in, Dr. Hammer. So in the face of spiraling rates of burnout amongst physicians and other healthcare professionals, you created GAIN, GAIN, a four step proven path to personal resilience and happiness. And you describe that method um, as gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non judgment. And um, so, can you describe the four steps of gain and experience? explain how it is a path to personal resilience and happiness for remote workers?
6: Sure. Well, I, you know, I'm an anesthesiologist and intensivist for children. And so I try to prevent pain, but when it can't be prevented, then I try to treat it and pain is inevitable in people having surgery, but it shouldn't really be inevitable for the rest of us. So I, I never really like the expression, no pain, no gain. So it occurred to me to uh, write a book about gain without pain. And at the same time, it occurred to me that the four pillars of resilience and happiness are gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non-judgment. So we can talk a little bit about those. I think that we all appreciate that gratitude is really inherently essential to happiness. Uh, we can have various disabilities. People could be blind and happy, or deaf and happy, or very poor and happy. But it would be impossible to imagine someone being ungrateful and happy. Gratitude is just uh, an essential ingredient to happiness, as are the other three components of gain. But I think we have much for which to be grateful, even nowadays during the pandemic. If we go on YouTube and do a little bit of digging and see what it was like a little over 100 years ago during the great influenza pandemic of 1918, we can appreciate that we have it so much better now. 50 million people or so died in the 1918 flu pandemic and conditions were just terrible. There was no internet, obviously, so people were very isolated in their homes. They didn't have the ability to virtually connect with family and loved ones who lived outside the home. And, uh, people were dying so quickly that there weren't the, uh, facilities to even remove the bodies from homes at times and not enough places to, uh, bury the dead. Uh, so people were buried in mass graves at times. And it, it was just a horrible, horrible time, much worse than what we're experiencing now. And I think we can be grateful for the medical care that we have now compared to then, for the general comfort of being in our safe and warm homes for the most part that we have now that many people did not have then. And uh, just so few people are afflicted and, and seriously so, and things are much better. So no matter how bad it seems, uh, things can always be much worse. And we need to remember that and be very grateful.
3: Yeah, I love your outlook on this pandemic. I think um, too often we just focus on the negative and we forget that we have so much to be grateful for. And I think that also ties into what you were saying about happiness and that, even people who like have disabilities or are living in conditions that you would think that it'd be impossible to be happy or that there's this misconception that like you need to be rich and have all these material items and that will bring you happiness and it's seen like over and over again that that's just not true that happiness comes within yourself. And I love how you're saying that. And, um, so during this COVID 19 pandemic, how, how have you been dealing with it? Like at your home at Stanford, what have you been doing?
6: Well, you know, I actually have been home most of the time. I had sabbatical time, which is a benefit to being in academic medicine. And then uh, I've had back pain for ten years, and I finally had a surgical procedure, which was a pretty big operation. So um, I've been off of work and I'm going back in a few weeks, but I've actually enjoyed the slower pace, though at times it's been a bit isolating. I'm sure many people feel isolated at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I've personally enjoyed the slower pace, but I'm looking back, I'm looking forward to getting back to work. You know, I talk about happiness in the book as being one of two general types, and they are hedonic happiness, which is the kind of happiness we feel when we maybe go for a wonderful hike, or we connect with a family member or a loved one, or we have a great meal, or maybe we graduate from high school or college or get a promotion at work, and, and and those kinds of events make us happy for temporary periods of time. So, and that's called hedonic happiness. And the other kind of happiness is called eudaimonic happiness. And that really comes from providing service to other people. Deepak Chopra said, if you want to be happy, make someone else happy. So I think that service is very important. And that's one of the things I love about my job that and teaching the medical students and residents and fellows, but I really enjoy providing a service to my patients and I've been doing it for a while. I think I'm pretty good at it. And it's a very tough time for families and children when the child is having surgery or very sick in the intensive care unit. So that is is you, you demonic happiness, uh, providing a service and that kind of endures. It doesn't really have the ups and downs that hedonic happiness has. So I think it's really important to plan your life in a way that you're following your passion, but uh, try to include really helping others in that endeavor. And, and and you're more likely to find happiness in your work.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I totally agree with you. Um, whenever I help someone, I feel like I just I just get this great feeling and I feel good for the rest of the day. And honestly, it's so true. And kind of going back to the topic of gratitude, um, I watched this movie, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Maybe you have heard of it, but it it's based on the belief of the law of attraction and gratitude. And there's just so many experiences that people have, you know talked about in that movie. Um, and gratitude is definitely something that everyone has to believe in. and especially during this time when, It seems that there's more darkness than light in the world. You know, you have to see the positive and in the darkness. Absolutely. Yeah. So my next question for you, um, Dr. Hammer, what constitutes a burnout and why is it on the rise amongst those working from home?
6: Burnout is exhaustion, both mental exhaustion and physical exhaustion, and it comes from stress could be internal stressors like anxiety we feel about ourselves or something happening in our uh, sort of internal life, or it could be external stress such as that which we all experienced during this pandemic. So when we have stress, we get exhausted um, and we have various signs and symptoms from that, which include being relatively temperamental perhaps not being as kind and generous as we'd like to be or as we usually are Um, we just become unhappy and that's really the nature of burnout and there there are lots of reasons why people are burnt out Um, and basically if we look at stress which leads to burnout if it persists we can look at acute and chronic stress acute stress is something that might be adaptive. Uh, for example, if you're looking after a toddler and the to- toddler uh, falls in a swimming pool, we want that adrenaline in our body. We want that cortisol in our body to give us more blood sugar and and energy so that we can react quickly and, and take the uh, initiative to get the toddler out of the swimming pool. But when that stress and the adrenaline and cortisol that go along with it persist for a long period of time, that ends up wearing us down, and it has adverse consequences on our, on our heart and our circulation, on our immune system. And it actually induces changes that are akin to aging in our body. So that chronic stress, which leads to burnout, is something that we need to focus on. And, and that's why I wrote this book, because the elements of gain, which are gratitude that we've discussed, acceptance intention and non-judgment I think are really the pillars of finding more resilience in our life and more happiness.
3: Yeah um, I am currently a senior in high school and I um, witness a lot of my classmates just going through a lot of stress especially right now since it's college season like applications and everything and I can see that it really takes a toll on a lot of students' mental health, and it's just, it feels like it never ends, that the stress never ends, and that, like, you, it just feels never-ending, and so what steps can be taken then to mitigate the stress that leads to burnout and its consequences?
6: Again, I would go back to the gain principle. So, when you're feeling really stressed, and certainly being a senior in high school is a very stressful time, even without the pandemic, um, go back to the principles of gain. So remember to be grateful for everything that you have and focus on what you have instead of what you don't have. And then the second thing is acceptance. That's the A in gain. realize that there's a lot of pain and suffering in life, in the world, of course, throughout history and at the present time with war and famine and genocide, terrible things going on uh, with the pandemic itself. And also we have our own personal pain and suffering. And so we need to sit with this rather than resist it and open our hearts and really let the pain and suffering in until we merge with it. And usually when we do that, as part of the Gain Meditation, which is described in the book, for example, we feel better. It's not generally as bad as we might have anticipated. And then the I is intention. And what that means is we need to be purposeful about our thoughts and deeds. And through being purposeful, we can change our negativity bias, which tends to have us remember bad things and forget about good things, and be more positive. And it's been shown even that just thinking of three positive things before we go to bed at night, three good things that happen during the day actually helps us sleep better and makes us happier for an extended period of time. So that's something we need to remember that we can use our intention, our purposefulness to guide our thought process. And the end in gain is non-judgment. And that refers to the fact that we're always judging everything as good or bad and comparing things, comparing ourselves to other people and making judgments. And it's really exhausting. And we judge ourselves most harshly. So we need to just remember not to judge things. We don't have to call things good or bad. We don't have to label everything. Just see the world and ourselves exactly as they are. And that will help us go easy on ourselves. I think that All of those four directives can help us relax, be more present, and therefore be happier.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel we all need to adapt to our circumstances, especially during this time, and kind of accept that life is just the way it is. And yeah, so my very last question for you, Dr. Hammer, um, is why is self-care so important? And what are some examples of self-care we can implement in our lives?
6: self-care did you ask about
2: yes yes
6: well of course we have to take care of ourselves before we can provide service and and help other people that's why the announcement in the beginning of the flight uh, that the flight attendant is pronouncing tells you to if the oxygen masks drop down put your own on first and then you can help somebody next to you who's a child or somebody who's acting like a child if you're on southwest so yes we have to take care of ourselves first and Uh, The the way to take care of ourselves is to, again, going back to the game principles, be grateful, be accepting of pain and suffering, use our mind's purposefulness or intention to guide our thought processes in a way we want, and don't judge ourselves, and, and don't judge other people. And if we do those things even just a little bit every day, we'll be on the right path toward becoming happier, and that's how we take care of ourselves.
2: Yeah, I I absolutely love the GAIN model, Dr. Hammer. And unfortunately, we are out of time. I I wish this could go on forever. But thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, Listeners, you can check out GAIN Without Pain, the happiness handbook for healthcare professionals. Um, You can go to his website, greghammermd.com. And you can learn more about him and his services at
3: greghammermd on Facebook. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Andrea Smith. Show your love for more segments by donating to the BTSYA 501C3 Literacy Charity that brings you this program at bethestarur.org. Listeners, keep listening for more as we have our
2: new reporter, Jonathan Jackson, in the next segment. And thank you again, Dr. Hammer, for joining us today.
6: Thanks for having me on. It was fun.
0: us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
5: Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens
1: talk and the world listens. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: This hour is dedicated to well being, and we are very thrilled to introduce you to our newest reporter, Jay Jackson, with his segment, Jay's Sports World.
3: Before we welcome Jay, let me tell you just a little bit about him. Jay is 13 years old and he lives in California. He enjoys playing sports and spending quality time with friends and family basketball has always held a special place in his heart as a student athlete with a 4.0 GPA his dream is to attend UCLA join their journalism program and become a sports journalist he loves to talk so let's give him a
2: platform and a warm welcome we are thrilled to have him be a part of our star broadcasting team hello Jay how are you doing today
7: uh pretty good. Thank you. Um, awesome.
2: let's get started.
7: So, first off, I would like to give a huge shout out to BTSYA. It's our it's their 21st anniversary and it's an honor for me to be part of something so huge. And I just want to tell you guys a little bit more about myself. So, as we know, I've been I like basketball, I like to talk, and I've been playing basketball for seven years. Tra- I played travel ball, and travel ball is like a advanced game. So there's like a lot of people on there. I played like professionals, or not played professionals, but I played the teams of professionals. And due to COVID, we're not playing. So that's bad. But all right, let me start now. So as we know, the topic of the show is well-being. 2020 has been a very challenging year for everybody. With the passing of so many people, and a couple of months later, COVID hits. The world as we know it just shut down. There were no more sports, school entertainment, family time, friend time, or nothing like that. Then, just when our just when our spirits were on the verge of being completely broken, us sports fans were given a little bit of light with the return of sports. The basketball came back with vengeance and a bubble.
3: So, what is that bubble that you're talking about?
7: So, the bubble is a safe environment. The NBA created for all of its players, coaches, and staff. The bubble allows the NBA to continue the season that ended early due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It's located in Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The bubble is safe for the following reasons. There are continuous COVID testings for individuals. Everyone in the bubble must remain there until their team is eliminated. If anybody leaves the bubble, bubble then, and desires to return, they must get tested and quarantined for about a week before returning.
2: Wow, that's great how um, everyone has adopted and they have implemented continuous COVID testing for everyone. So yeah, that's great. So has the bubble been successful, would you
7: say, Jay? It's definitely been successful. There has been zero positive COVID tests in the whole entire bubble. That's crazy because like there's never zero positive COVID tests. There's like 500 people in there and not one, which is crazy.
3: That is really exciting.
7: Yeah. This is great for both the well-being of us and the well-being for the players.
3: Wow. So that is so cool. And that must be so exciting for sports fans that you can come together again and bond over the shared love of sports in America. So can you give us some highlights about this bubble?
7: All right. So it's been very exciting. Everybody, I just been so excited watching it. So Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks scored a game-winning three-point shot, a buzzer beater. This happened in the first round of the playoffs. The playoffs is like a the 16 teams or yeah, the 16 teams in the playoffs, and if they lose four games then they get eliminated. There were two series that went to seven games, and his first one to win four. The Houston Rockets played the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Utah Jazz played the Denver Nuggets. Both series were amazing. There were two players who scored fifty points in one game, which is also amazing. That's an NBA record, and those players were Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz and Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets. So this was very exciting to see a major distracted from this global pandemic that we've all been going through. There were tons of highlights, but these are some, but those were some of my favorites.
2: Wow, that's really exciting. Um, How do you think this bubble has contributed to the positive well-being of society?
7: I think it's contributed really well. The bubble gives us hope, hope that things can get back to normal. You know, maybe some people can go out to play organized sports or go back to school. In addition, it's allowed families to bond and it's giving friends something else to talk about. It gives us hope. Lastly, this gives me and other teenage athletes motivation to work harder for our next season.
3: Oh, I love that so much about how, you know, just the power of sports and the power to raise our spirits in such a hard time The sports culture in America is really bonding. And it's just, it's something so special to our country. And um, it's just really remarkable. And as a sports lover yourself, who is your MVP?
7: Well, there's been a lot of good players in the bubble, but to me, it's Jimmy Butler without a belt, without a doubt. I mean, he is a small forward for the Miami Heat. He just beat the best team in the league in a series, in a series, and now he's going to the conference finals. He averaged thirty points in the series, and that is why Jimmy Butler is my MVP.
2: Wow, that's great! Since you brought up the pandemic. Um, what are some activities that you have been doing to kind of get your mind out of, you know, of the negativity in the world?
7: Um, I've been training for my ba- my next basketball season. Mm-hmm. And because that, that, I'm really excited for that, because ever since it got taken away from me, it's just like I've just been eager to get back and I want to get better so I can get the best player I could be. I've also I mean, I've been stuck in school, so that's. That's decent, I guess. And online school is really tough for me sometimes, but it's also really fun. And I've been playing video games with my friends and hanging out with my friends sometimes with masks on, of course, and going out with my friends. So that's what I've been doing.
3: Oh, I love your spirit. And I can relate to you. I'm a swimmer. And when swim, like when quarantine first started and all the pools shut down, and I like sometimes when you're wrapped up in a sport, it can be hard because it's like the training is so hard and intense that you can get burnt out. And I feel like that was happening to me. And when COVID happened and swim stopped, it really made me realize how much I loved the sport and it made me so eager to come back to the water and you were talking about training and with COVID what does training look like for you right now?
7: Well I have so me and my coach it be like a one-on-one training so like I would just like I would go to his house and I'll just do like a couple of laps I'd run a little bit practice my dribbling of my basketball and shoot a couple shots and then uh, like do conditioning stuff like push-ups and sit-ups and just a lot of working out.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, Jay, I'm curious as a student athlete, um, how have you been handling both academics and sports? Like what's your strategy on time management?
7: Well, my strategy just for me is to get all my schoolwork done first before I start my sports. Because to me and my family, I guess school is more important than sports. And I really need to do good in it to have a future in sports. So I've been studying, going to office hours with my teachers, trying to build relationships with my teachers. Because I'm starting off at a new school this year. So, like, I didn't get to meet any of my teachers in person. So I've been trying to build a relationship with them. Making new friends, and then I'll go play basketball. So school first, and then basketball.
2: Yeah, sounds good. That's great. Keep it up, Jay. Um, unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. But thank you so much, Jay, for your segment on well-being um, as part of Jay's Sports World. I, you know, I became aware of things that I didn't know, such as the bubble, and I guess I'll be paying more attention a bit more to sports. We are really excited to welcome you to our Express
3: Yourself Star Team, Jay. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Andrea Smith. And thank you for listening to Super Smart Sundays here on Express Yourself. Please support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at bethestarur.org. You have been
2: listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we express our great gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh.
3: Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thank you to you our listeners for making us a top rated program be well stay safe take care of yourself and remember to speak up speak out and express
0: yourself thanks for joining us this week on express yourself
1: she